check the hair, check the hair, check Looking good, the flow. <laughs> oh. Oh. My oh. favorite muffin. Oh, cranberry. my goodness. Cranberry muffin from uh, McDonald's. Thank you. Beautiful. Well, here goes nothing. Okay. We are live, everybody. But we're also on tape. We are deeper down in the bells. Lovely some music. Episode 110 of Kamloops last week. Christopher Folds. No bill. No bill this week, yeah. It's uh, bills at the uh, Wasteland... Uh, wasteland something. It's it's uh, where people that love Mad Max go and they dress up like Mad Max. And uh, this is for real. You're not in, in the Mojave Desert. Yeah, he drove there and is uh, rocking it and uh, has to bring in 30 liters of water because there's no water. You have to everything you take in, you have to take out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this so. sounds like one of those festivals that could go wrong, like the fire festival. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, but it can't go wrong because they're prepared for being in a wasteland. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe um, hopefully they don't get the rain that. Uh, that the Burning Man got. Remember, they all got stuck there for a few few weeks. Yes. Yeah. A few That's days. Magic Mike. One hundred and ten. You got anything for ten? One hundred and ten. Very special. One ten. One ten is the unit number in the townhouse complex where I grew up in Abbotsford. One ten, Bevan Gardens, right in the middle of Abbey, stone's throw from Mill Lake. How far from the Highwaymen? Oh, quite a walk from the Highwaymen. This is when I was a kid. <laughs> okay. Play. You know. You know. It was a. It was a horseshoe-shaped thirty-two unit townhouse complex that my, uh, uh, my mom bought when she moved there in 1970 with my dad. She bought it because there was a playground right next to it for $17,000. They could have bought a house just up the road for like $27,000. But this is like on the nice <clears throat> side of town, right? Not no. where the farmers live? No, it's right in the middle of town. So when I grew up, it was like a uh, sort of lower to mid-income. Okay. Uh, but a great place to grow up. A lot of interesting things happened there. So 110, Bevan Gardens. There you go. 110. What's half of that, Mike? 55. Ooh. Yeah. Guess who just turned 55 yesterday? Ooh, yes. Yeah, I wished you a happy birthday on uh, and this Facebook. this is now, uh, I get this for a senior's price, so there's something good about getting old. You do at 55? Yeah. No way. <laughs> he's he's starting this is first senior's coffee. Someone else told me you can go to Denny's and also get a cheaper meal. <laughs> and Shoppers Drug Mart. Mm -hmm. I brought my dad to Shoppers Drug Mart, and they were like, and you want your senior's discount? I looked at him, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a little bit sick. Yesterday, you looked like you were 75, because you did not look good yesterday. I got a cold last Wednesday or Thursday, uh -oh. and then I went to work, and then I decided, and then on the weekend I golfed on Saturday, and it started pouring rain. Didn't affect the cold because you know there's no virus in the rain or bacteria, but it probably set me back because I was kind of tired, and I was feeling good. And then, uh, then it hit you me again. You just the bags under your eyes. He just didn't look very good. Hopefully, one of these cranberry orange they're very muffins. good. Oh man, yeah. I love cranberry orange muffins. They're very good. A gift from you this morning mm. from McDonald's from uh, Magic Mike Miltimore. Mm -hmm. Another thing about ten, mm. Sean White. That's his number. That's right. I was. That's what I was going to say. Because <laughs> he, he plays for that football team. Yeah. The BC Lions. The, BC Lions. Lions. the yeah. mighty BC Lions. The God's team. He's on our show today. You must be excited. Yes. Can't wait to talk to him. And uh, I read your story on him uh, last during training camp uh, where um, uh, the two fellow kickers uh, saved a lady. You could talk about that a little later. Yep. Very good. He also went to a rival high school of mine. We actually played against each other in rugby. So we might talk about that a little mm. bit. Maybe he remembers you. He does. He was he in photo when you were a Mariner, is that right? He was, uh, yeah, but now they call the Thunderbirds, the Semiami Thunderbirds. That's and a the, good name. The he, you know, in hockey, they call like a goalie that lets a lot of goals in a sip. A sip, right? yeah. Uh, what do they call like a bad football player? A bad football player? Rugby player. <laughs> we, 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 we played each other in rugby, not football. Oh, rugby. We were the same position too, fly half. That's another reason why he wears number 10, because that was his number in rugby. Very and good. Very interesting. because he likes Pavel Bure. Oh, yes. So there you go. That's why he wears Russian 10. Russian rocket. So, a lot of time. Hey, Russian rocket, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this. Good I'm job. learning. I'm learning. It only we, took 110 episodes. <laughs> yeah. We have a great guest pumped for this guy, because he's got an amazing story, I think. Svetik Artemenko, Cherry Wolfpack soccer player. He was just in Ukraine involved in the war. I think I think he was on the front lines. We're going to find out exactly. I don't actually know his full story, um, but I know that he foregoed coming back to Canada to stay and fight for Ukraine. And he's now back in Kamloops playing for the Wolfpack. He's going to come and tell us his story. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking to Svetik in, in a little bit here. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Before we get to that, 
celebrating Fold's birthday here, we have a couple surprise videos from his brother. So we can just hit, can we play the first video there, Magic Mike? If you yeah, can I think we should be able to do this. Let me, uh, Bill's not here. Bill's Bill not always here. plays the videos, yeah. so now I'm just juggling everything. <clears throat> uh, but I think it can just happen just like... Sugar Shane Fold's leads the way. Like this. Hmm. Yep. You didn't have much to say. <laughs> Hold on, let me get to the end of the, oh. this video. We'll hit that one. It was quite short, so you might have to tilt, tilt the thing down. Oh, His seriously. head might be bigger than the screen. <laughs> oh, there he is. Hey, communist folds. It's capitalist folds here saying happy birthday. No funny video this year, no gifts. I figure you're 55 years old. You're going a little bit senile. Maybe I'll give you a piece of advice. So here it is, Taco Tuesday. The sign clearly says, you get one free hot sauce with every item ordered. I ordered five items and I only got four hot sauces. I'm only gonna use one. The other three are gonna go in the fridge so I can save some money on paste picante sauce, but they ain't gonna do me like this. So, so, hi there. Can I get my fifth hot sauce, please? Hot sauce? Yeah, the fifth one. I had five items, I need my fifth hot sauce. Say hi to my brother, it's his birthday. Hi. All right, the girls are gonna give me another hot sauce. Thank you very much. Oh, you get, oh, come on, really? Don't you do that to me. Look at this. I love these girls. I'm gonna take it home. You're the best. What's your name? Dolly. Dolly, I love you. Have a good one. Bye, girls. Happy birthday, bro. Hot sauce for life. Is there some kind of story about hot sauces and fast food restaurants, or is that just him? I have no idea what he's doing. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. <laughs> he's he's younger than you, right? <clears throat> yeah, he's two years younger than me. And Daryl's older. Daryl's two, three years older. Yeah. Two years older. And okay. Ricky is eight years older. Ricky, I've never. And Leah know, is uh, four four years older. Trumper. Yeah. No. No. Uh, she's yeah. She's a Trumper. And then Debbie is like thirteen years older. Yeah. There's a lot of us all over the place. The wild family. <laughs> and Daryl, let's hear from Daryl now. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I just want to say happy birthday. I'm sitting here at the mall and having a talk. Oh shit, they didn't give me any uh, sauce. I'm gonna have to go straighten this shit out. Hang on, buddy. Hey there. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Hey, I didn't get any sauce for my taco. Can I get some sauce, please? No, oh. sorry. Um, hey, can you wish my brother a happy birthday? Uh, no, I can't do that for you. Oh, okay. Thanks anyway. Well, happy birthday, brother. <laughs> Daryl does not have the same sway. Well, that's why Shane's a very, very successful salesman. <laughs> yeah. What did they, like, what's going on with this fast food stuff? Do you know? Or I had no idea this was on here. I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea. But that's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. They are funny guys. They're funny guys. Yeah, they're very funny guys. <laughs> anyway, happy birthday. Hey, let's talk about the council meeting somehow now. Last night... Reed Henry Jackson, Kamloops <clears throat> mayor. How did it go with the council and the staffers and the meals? Yeah, that was probably the least, the least important, one of the more least important things in council yesterday when they're talking about climate action plans, they're talking about affordable housing. But it's probably the one that's kind of a little sensational. And the mayor brought it up on, on, on our show when he was here a few weeks ago when he said, here's the reason, the rationale behind it. So basically, council had no appetite for his plan to have no meals for the people because... Uh, uh, they didn't even say anything. It was kind of weird. Like he introduced the motion to say, "Now I, I want to introduce a motion that we stop uh, bringing in meals." He claims that it uh, it costs twenty two grand a year. The money could be used elsewhere, and he 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 moved the he made the he moved that he made the motion, and then it needs a seconder. Another person has to second it before they can debate. And it waited and waited. I think there was like uh, I think eleven or thirteen seconds of silence, and it didn't go through. Right. So they stopped. But then he said, you know, there's a lot of food gets wasted in the uh, in the um, fridge that uh, you know very very well paid staff are are eating free when others aren't. Like he said on the show, but it didn't go anywhere. And um, just like a, a motion just before that, he he made a motion that staff reconsider a vote they did on the Noble Creek 
irrigation system, that long-running saga, and he got no one to right. second it. And then he made the joke, I'm batting 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which actually he's batting zero. If he's batting 1,000, he would have got a second or both, but I know what he means. He means yeah. that he's he's perfect in not getting anyone to second his motion. So it didn't go through. I think There's, he said, I can't believe that. But Yeah, he did. He said, I can't believe that. He goes, I, he just couldn't, he couldn't believe that no one would second the motion, at least to debate it. Now, other counselors have spoken. If you go online to camelotsthisweek.com, we have a story up there, and then after the fact, we have comments from, I think, Dale Bass and maybe a few other counselors about, you know, why they didn't second it and what they think about it. And we've done stories on this before. We did a story in May of 2022 on the meal policy because it was a controversy back then before this election. And uh, if you go, and, and I actually added it to the story online today. Um, and David Trowin, the CAO, explains, you know, that um, he thinks it's, it's, it's perfectly legitimate if you're working from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m and you're working over lunch, um, he thinks it's okay to buy sandwiches for the staff. So I don't disagree. Any thoughts on that one, Mike? You mouthful of muffin? <laughs> I'm just eating my uh, McDonald's muffin right now. Uh, well, you know, I, I um, our AV team, uh, audiovisual company, we start at 8 o'clock in the morning and we'll work till sometimes 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll buy everybody burgers or, sure. or something People like that. People working hard. It's a long day. Yeah. Um, Mainly because I'm hungry, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but but we we expect everybody to bring their own lunch. Yeah. But I tend just to go. Hey, who wants an ice cap? Because I do. I'm looking yeah. for some. Um, but you probably do that on a sporadic basis, right? It's not every single time. Right? It's not every single time. Yeah. It's usually when I'm working the gigs. And I think um, and you don't mind the idea. At least you said before, like you don't mind what the mayor is trying to do here to save money. No, I, I like it. it. It's a benefit to everybody that's getting it. Are, are they? Um, that that should be a taxable benefit that they they should pay taxes on because they're getting well, free meals. Taxpayers' money buying the food, I guess you. Could but it's say a drop that, in yeah. the bucket, though, right? Yeah, sure it is. Well, but it's two grand a month. The bucket yeah. until, the, until the drops add up, but the bucket yeah. fills up, right? So, yeah. Yeah, two, but it two, is it's twenty. Two, if it's twenty-two grand, we, we're not not sure. But he said it's twenty-two thousand. Well, I, I looked at that last story we did in two thousand twenty-two, and they spent nine thousand on lunches for the year. So maybe lunches, dinners, twenty-two grand. It's it's nothing in the whole scheme of things, but there's a principle to it. I see the, the principle. Side. I see yeah. the point, yeah. and I see the other side of it. And yeah. everyone knew this was going to happen. I see both sides of it, and and. You're right. Everyone knew that. I think I asked Michael Potesto, our city hall reporter, because I thought that recording. Ah, uh, yes. I, <laughs> I thought I thought that since since October 15th when they got elected, they started meeting. I think in November. I thought every motion he put forward, they've defeated eight to one. But Michael said there's been one at least where they they actually he got one approved. And that was to review the. Uh, storage facility that the homeless use just to review the how it works and everything but i think every other motion he's put forward it's just a think, landslide the other way i think so yeah yeah <clears throat> okay so that was the sensationalist stuff what else was well they about? had that a long discussion uh well fortis fortis bc uh came to council to ask that they support their um they have this plan where they want um they want to, the municipalities to support this new plan of, of increasing uh, natural gas. They call it renewable natural gas use in, in, in the province. I think it's part of the, their, their sort of their campaign because BC Hydros has a huge campaign to go electric, right? So it's like electric or gas. And um, they're both fossil fuels, and there's an argument as to which one is less impactful in the environment. Um, so the, they had a spokesman come up, and he was saying, "Here's what we want. We want to, you know, uh, in increase uh, our gas use." Uh, um, there's some argument about you know existing customers subsidizing new customers, but that's kind of gets into the weeds. There was a, there was opponents, Can, the Kamloops Transition Society, I think they're called, and uh, there's people you know very very aware of the environment. They're they're there, and they 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 push back and they say council shouldn't be doing this. Council should you know they they claim council ignored their letter of concern. They say it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, to 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 um, support Fortis's bid for, you know, expanded gas use is, is, to, is to keep going on this road of climate crisis. Yeah. We shouldn't be doing it. Um, and, and then um, there was another group that came there and, and they, were, they were saying that, they were on the other side, they were saying uh, um, this climate action plan the city has is part of a UN conspiracy <laughs> and the Rothschilds <laughs> came into it. You love those people. Oh, and it, it, it went off the rails big time. And the one, one guy from the group, he, he was quite rational because he said, you know what, it's, 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 you know, doing all this climate stuff is, is really expensive and it's impacting people's budgets. And, and he's right. And to a degree, I agree with some of what he says. You know, he's saying that Kamloops alone, even if we did everything, it's not going to make an impact in the world, even if Canada did it 2%, all that. But this other guy came up and 
he came up twice, I think, and oh my God, it was like uh, he was he was he was accusing senior managers of of donating money to some uh, some scheme for uh, you know the World Economic Forum to to run us. It was really really bizarre. He started talking about the Rothschilds and other things, and then Nancy Beppel chimed in and said that's an anti-Semitic remark. You should be quiet. And they they criticized the mayor for letting this guy speak, and the mayor should have shut him down. And I'm on that side saying this guy should have been shut down shut right down when he started talking about a UN conspiracy. It's absolutely bonkers. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that just it angers you. Well, it's just so it's so it's, it's so it's so transparently uh, ridiculous. Yeah, there 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 is room for criticism of the climate action plan, and I and and for example, the ban on plastic bags I think is ridiculous, um, and 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 some of the stuff I think is ridiculous. But to to, to tie it to some kind of I always forget scheme my uh, to, uh, the bags I buy. At I always store. do too. I always go. I show up. I forgot my bag, so I'm taking out the full cart of yeah. groceries and I just load it one by one into my vehicle. See? And you're ruining because I don't yeah. because, because I don't want to buy more. You're bags. you're responsible for ruining the environment. No, I don't. I don't. So I don't <laughs> use a plastic bag. So I take the full cart out to the, my car. I put everything in one by one, and then I take it home and I get the bags that I forgot, the ones that I purchased, mm -hmm. and go back down and. So a, you're degrading the parking lot with the with more wheels, but but b, you're getting exercise because you're going back up and forth. See, I go to save on and foods. putting out carbon dioxide. That's right. Yes, while you're working yes. and breathing, but that's good for the trees. So though. here's what I don't understand about the the Fortis thing. Um, in British Columbia, we're really lucky to have uh, hydroelectric power, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is renewable and clean. Mm -hmm. Well, um, it's, it's clean as it runs, but like as, as one of the councillors, I think it was Stephen Carpuck mentioned, building Site C, just with the concrete they build, it will emit just in the, in the construction and then the operation will emit more CO2 than he made an example. It's incredibly, incredibly bad for the environment. Even to, though it to, runs, it runs the build, river. It runs clean. But, but it's still, it's still. If you didn't have it there, it probably would. It might negate the benefits of it. So there's all these little, just like electric cars, right? I mean, they're great oh. for the environment, but making them. The ones at Volkswagen are. <coughs> oh yeah, best. fantastic. Yeah. But there's, there's, you know, <laughs> it's the production, it's the mining in, 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 in the Congo. It's using the kids. It's, it's, it's all this. But stuff. you know, a hundred years ago, Nicholas Tesla. Yeah. Came and and put in a hydroelectric dam in Vancouver mm -hmm. that's still running. Did he? Yes. Yeah. It's really interesting. He, he was actually, uh, he was kind of pushed out, right? There was like a... Uh, Tom yeah. Edison. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah so the, the alternating current versus... Yeah. Probably the UN was behind that too, before the UN existed. <laughs> that's right. But, but it's really interesting. Like maybe we should take our natural gas and sell it, have everything running on hydroelectric power. Well, that's the thing. I mean, what did Trudeau said? No, we're not going to sell it to, to Europe. And that could have... Yeah, so, you know, and, 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 and Quebec doesn't want any gas lines going across their province. So it's, it's, a, it's a very complicated thing. Okay, we got to move on. We were going to talk about UBCM and um, what some of our councillors came back with. As we far as we had Michael Riley on last week, and basically, yeah, they, they talked to all the ministers. They had a report. I think Bill Sarai spoke of it. Uh, Stephen Carpock spoke about about being down there. Katie Newstater as well was in, in, our, yeah. in our paper talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Bottom line is, they got to meet seven ministers and two deputy ministers of the various things, and they talked about everything from courts to crime to housing to unity struggles on council. That's as well. the one that's interesting. Yes. Uh, there's a there's a ministry that might come in and try to help council get along, play better, right? They could just go to the go to Cam Fordham. See, uh, his wife's a kindergarten teacher. She could probably come in there and help. I them wonder how help Reed feels about this. Probably. Well, I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I don't know. They need. Uh, he probably doesn't like the idea of that happening. They need Vince Reddy here. He's maybe the super mediator. They need someone in there to, to help him out. Or maybe it's just a lost cause. We should wait for the next election. But um, that was interesting. Yeah, they, they, the, the, I think Katie said it to Michael in our story in the paper that they uh, they might have they might be able to bring someone in to try to help facilitate, which it's not a bad idea, I guess. Well, we'll ask the mayor about that next time we have him on Reader's Digest. And mm -hmm. obviously, some of the councillors think it's a good idea. Okay, we had a, an amazing weekend, though, Mike. And I know you led the way for us again. Well, you know, as you know, my new puppy, uh, Nuno, after the extreme guitar player, Nuno Betancourt, one of my favorite guitar players, um, we've been trying to uh, get him to walk, and he's terrified of gas-powered vehicles, but he's not afraid of electric cars. So I had the idea, let's try to take him for a walk around the Volkswagen car lot. But you know what happened? So that's a great idea, and we get the electric because we don't want to scare the dogs. What does Folds do? He goes and he gets one of the 2024 SUVs that are now available at Volkswagen, the seven-seater Atlas and the five-seater Atlas Cross Sport, the new fuel-efficient engine, which on any other day we would appreciate, but he doesn't care about the dogs Doesn't care here. about the dog, no. Well, I have a dog, <coughs> the great dog, Darby. <laughs> 
but she Gar- has Darby. Darby. Oh, Darby. But she has no fear. Like of, after Darby Mills, the singer. No, so this is my wife named her because oh. she thought it was. He looks. She looks Scottish or something like that. <laughs> it's a good name, right? Yeah. I'm Darby. thinking Darby after Darby County, my favorite soccer team in the championship. Yeah, league. that was my League second guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spelled differently, but you know, D E R, but it's pronounced Darby. Darby anyway, yeah. I, I have a dog, and it's a great dog, and um, she and she doesn't get afraid of anything. She just goes in. She, she's a lovable dog. That's why I couldn't understand but why your dog was. Not all dogs so, are like your dog. I didn't understand Mike's that. dog was so <laughs> petrified that mm. it had an accident on Mike's pants. Right. Yes, he did. And yeah. we had to go to Gord's. A yeah. piddle, as we call it. Yeah. A piddle. We had yeah. to go to Gord's because the big appliance fall sale is here and the Electrolux laundry towers are in. So we, Mike took his pants off on the spot. And they got all nervous, like, yeah. come on. Like they got nervous because you were walking around in your underwear in the store? Tidy whities yeah. And yeah. They, they hadn't yeah. seen tidy whities since yeah. 1977. So right. what they did was they threw you into one of the Frigidaire wall ovens and put you in there because you can't be walking around with your... No. No, big pinch. oven, big oven. <laughs> big, big oven <laughs> for a big guy there, yeah. And after, we had to calm down. We went to McDonald's after. Folds, you were a little bit kind of... Well, I was kind of I was kind of miffed because of the timing because it was the weekend and I, I went to get a senior's coffee, but I was three Before days out birthday. from turning 55 they and they him. said, no, you can't. <laughs> so I called my brother, Shane, to try to talk some sense into them and lo and behold, I got my senior's coffee. It's not going to matter soon though because you're going to start buying things at McDonald's when Monopoly comes around and October make a ton 3rd. of money. October 3rd, baby. Mm. October 3rd, Monopoly arrives, then you're not going to care about any discounts because you're going to be rolling in it from your, all your winnings. Yep. You know what else I like about McDonald's is that their <laughs> muffins are moist. You don't need your coffee to, to eat these things. And I eat the top first. I don't know how you guys do it. Mm-hmm. Monica, mm. my wife, she likes to eat the bottom first, so she has the top to savor for the mm-hmm. last. But um, And, and like when a... we split a muffin, it's always split like this, right? Yes. Who gets the stump? I, I, well, I take it because she take really the likes the. Yeah. Uh, it was a big yeah. Seinfeld episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it? Oh, oh yeah, they oh, gave it to the homeless and they got in trouble for it. <laughs> for giving all this stuff to the homeless. <laughs> I gotta watch Seinfeld again. Oh, it's, it's been so, so long. It's on Netflix. Go from the start again. You can't. I can watch the same episode a hundred times and laugh my head off. Get your moist muffins at McDonald's. This yeah. is cranberry. It's very good. Above the folds is next, and it's brought to you by McDonald's. <clears throat> Hi, McDonald's. you? Oh, good morning. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Did I talk to you last week as well? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'd like to make an announcement, please. Summer is gone and fall is here. Okay. What's your favorite thing about the fall? Uh, 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 colors, all the like warm tones. Oh, all the wonderful fall tones, the leaves falling, the beautiful crisp fall air, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness, for me, it's the fact that Monopoly is almost here. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to order two coffee, please. Shopping local while I do it. Both medium, both with two cream, but one decaf. Okay, one decaf. Anything else? One more announcement. Okay. You're doing a great job today. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Chris, we got a guest here and you're on your phone. Unbelievable. I'm just something here. Okay, good. Svetik how you doing? Doing well, thanks. Yourself? Unbelievable. Goalkeeper for the TIU Wolfpack. And uh, we brought you here because you have a pretty amazing story from what I understand. So let's start with some of the basics. Where are you from and where did you grow up? So I'm originally from Odessa, Ukraine. That's where I was born. And then when I was two years old, I ended up immigrating to Winnipeg with my family. And um, then from then on, yeah, I just ended up staying in Winnipeg and growing up there. And you have family in Ukraine still? Yes, everyone aside from my my parents and my siblings are all in U- well were in Ukraine before the war started. And how much do you worry for the ones that are still there? Are your family still there then? I still have a few family members. Uh, it's mostly all the guys that are still there because um, the the males aren't allowed to leave the country, right? Mm-hmm. So th- they're the ones that are still there. And so you had a lot of family that have left the country then because of this conflict. Yes. Yes. Okay, so how did you end up there? And you ended up serving in Ukraine, from what I understand. So can you just tell us what happened? Yeah, so I, um, it was after the season, I played in Guelph in Ontario. I was playing for the League One Ontario team and then the university team. And um, I had a pretty successful season with both teams. We ended up winning the championship with both teams. And I was named the goalkeeper of the year for both teams as well. And then I ended up getting a contract offer overseas in Ukraine for a second division team. And then 
I was there from January till February on trials, and then I ended up getting a contract offer. And of this year? Of 2022. Okay, so yes. right before right the war before started. Right before they debated in February. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then I got a contract offer on the Wednesday, signed my contract, went into the office, got all my photos done. And then Thursday at 5.50 a.m. the next day, the war started. The war started. And I think you had a pretty... The experience you had right away, wasn't there a bomb that went off or something? Yeah, so the, the way we woke up and found out that the war actually started was uh, we were living in dorms right beside the stadium, and there was a bomb that went off right beside the stadium. So that kind of like shook the whole building, and like I flew right out of my bed because yeah. I wasn't really sure what, like, what happened and then understood it in like a couple minutes. Were people hurt from in that bombing? So, from what I know, it, nobody got hurt because it did hit a building that was that like wasn't operating at that time yet. So right. I'm pretty sure nobody got hurt, but I I might be wrong with that. So at this point, your soccer season is pretty much you know it's not going to happen, and you could come back to Canada, mm -hmm. but you didn't. So why not? So I I did serve in the Canadian military reserves here as a combat engineer and I also was born there, kind of grew up there, right? And I, I had family members overseas there, so I just didn't feel like it was the right choice for me to like just turn my back and leave and say, you know what, peace. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, I just wanted to stand up for my country and show them that I do care about my country and that I am Ukrainian and that it, I don't, it's not like I don't care about what's going on there. And how did you do that? How did you show that? So I ended up going to the military base there to sign up for the military there. And then they told me that they're not taking internationals just yet because I do have a Canadian citizen now, or a citizenship. And um, so then after a couple of days, they gave me a call back saying that, oh, we're, we're taking internationals now. And then ended up going through a bit of training and then off to the front lines I went. And what happened there? I mean, what was your experience like? I mean, uh, I, I don't really want to get into full details because it's, uh, I, I don't think it would be appropriate for the cameras. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's stuff that you could never imagine yourself. If you've never seen it, you like, it's hard to imagine what goes on there. If I knew what I was going to see and go through before I signed up, Maybe potentially I would have thought twice about going there, mm. but you know what? I, I don't regret my decision. Yeah. So you've so you've seen and and been involved in some things that really no one should be involved in, but it's as necessary. Mm -hmm. Have you taken any counseling for it? Because people get PTSD, people get uh, nightmares, you get anxiety. Yeah. So when I first came back to Canada, after that all of that. Um, I didn't really think much about it. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that I'm back, I'm just going to be fine, anyway. fine yeah. back in a good environment. But the hardest part is actually not on the front lines. It's when you come back mm -hmm. from it. Because even simple stuff like, I don't know, my roommate dropped a pen or mm -hmm. something. Or like on July 1st, it was fireworks going right. off for Canada Day. And kind of triggers those like sounds that you would hear from like, I don't know, an explosion or mm -hmm. something. So... Like, I remember my very first game back, I, there was a helicopter that flew above our game. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I knew that it wasn't anything serious, but just the automatic response was to duck, get down, lie down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. But I, um, I did have a few words with people who have been in that situation who were veterans. Um, I haven't gone to an actual like psychiatrist yeah, I think. therapist therapist yeah yeah, yeah 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 but i did have a few words with people who uh went through the same thing because i think that they are the ones that could relate to me the most because they know like they've been there they've been there they yeah. know how to talk about it they know what could trigger something mm -hmm. so Good. i found it very helpful with the war now how would you describe the situation and how much do you worry for your family members that are still there so obviously I do worry for my family, but um, we unfortunately aren't allowed to have contact with them because um, any phone call, any contact with them could get intercepted right. by Russian intelligence and they could 
like pinpoint the location of where the call is going to. So we, we, we're not allowed to contact them. And I mean, the very most that I could do is, is pray for them and hope that they're doing okay. So you have uncles that are there, cousins type thing? Yeah, cousins, yeah. uncles, yeah. So yeah. you can't obviously use internet either because of the same reason. How do you know, how do you get updates as to whether they're okay? Yeah. Or do you? You don't? Nope. No. I, d I don't get any updates because, oh. again, yeah, zero contact is allowed with them. What's it like on campus right now with Russian students and Ukrainian students? Is there any, is there tension there? So when I first came back, I thought that that was, it would be an issue. But what I learned and what people that I've talked to that have been in that situation, they told me that not everybody is the same. People that moved here, you don't know the reasons why people moved here. Maybe people moved out of Russia because they don't want to be associated right. with that. And I've actually been in contact with somebody who's Russian who moved out of Russia for that specific reason. And I learned to judge the person by who they are rather than by just, oh, they're We're Russian, you know, I'm not going to be talking to you. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to find a common ground of what to talk about with them, but I'm not necessarily going to go and hate you for that. Right. Because at the end of the day, you're a person. You're not like everybody else. Like, I'm not the same as all Ukrainians, right? So. How, how long were you there for on the front lines, and when did you get back? So I was there for three months. I was there from February when it started and up until... I think it was beginning of May, because I came back and I hopped in right into the Canadian Championship for soccer. So, how'd you end up in Kamloops? In Kamloops, so um, since I'm from Winnipeg, I have a few teammates on this team, Marcus Scott and Dylan Hooper, who are from Winnipeg as well, who I played with. And after the successful year last year that they had winning the nationals, uh, Jackson ended up going to Australia. Yep. And um, Jackson Gardner. Yeah, Jackson Gardner. Yeah, the so, Macarena King. The Macarena. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was quite something. When I <laughs> You've saw seen that. the highlights. Oh yes, I've seen him do everything. It was <laughs> he's like Emmy Martinez at the World <laughs> yeah. Cup. So yeah, so after he left, um, John uh, asked Dylan and Marcus if they know of any goalkeepers that are available, and then they reached out to me and put me in contact with John. And then ever since. March, I was in contact with him, and then he brought me over. Then you come here the year after national championship, and the team doesn't start very well, right? Mm -hmm. um, how would you describe the state of things now? So, yeah, the the start was obviously not not the best, going 0 and 5 with zero goals scored. Right. <laughs> um, not not something that you want to be seeing as defending national champions, but you know what? Ups and downs happen, right? Yeah. So if we start at the very low. Once you hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go, right? Which is up. And since then, we we have two wins and a tie. And I, I don't really think that's a really bad result. Just going back for a second, is there anything else you wanted to add um, about the war and your experience that you want people to know? Um, I always say this. Um, before I went there, I, um, like, th this wasn't me personally, but, like, let's say somebody gets a pickle in their... I don't know, in their burger at McDonald's and they ask for no pickles. Like, you can just take it out yourself. Right. Like, just appreciate what you have rather than focus on what is, like, bad. Focus on what is good. Because the things that you have here that you think is just a normal everyday thing, not even in Ukraine, people, like, across the world don't, don't have that opportunity to, let's say, even have just drinking water, right? Mm-hmm. Um, having a shelter above your head, going to sleep, knowing that you'll wake up tomorrow, like yeah. s basic stuff like that. So the it's just change your perspective. We call, we call uh, mm -hmm. first world problems. First world problems. First, yeah. problems. Yeah. But your whole perspective has been altered. Oh, yes. This. Yeah. I, I was the same way. Like sometimes I would just take everything for granted that it, it has to be there. Like I have to get stuff from my parents. But when I went there and I saw what the kids go through there, that Kids are sleeping in the basement where it's like almost zero degrees with no blankets, no nothing. Their dad is gone. Yeah. They don't even know if he's going to be coming back. They don't know when they're getting their next meal. Like, 
made me appreciate more of what I had here. And what's your hope for the ending of all this? I mean, I just, I, I just don't understand why we can't all live in peace, work together, because that's how you accomplish, like accomplish everything, like in a, on a soccer team. You work together, you accomplish, you get the victory, you get the championship, right? Mm -hmm. So I just, I mean, I hope that it ends soon. I hope that there's, they find a middle ground and just learn how to work together. But again, I'm not the one to, to dictate that. What's the story of the tattoos? Tattoos, so this is just my last name that I got. Mm -hmm. This is just an owl I got in Ukraine because the tattoo. This tattoo cost me $180 in Ukraine for eight hours of work. <laughs> That's a pretty good deal. Oh yeah. What does the owl signify? The owl is just my favorite kind of bird. Okay. Very cool. um, there's no real significant meaning for this. I mean, this is my last name. Mm -hmm. This is the Ukrainian coat of arms. So oh. the thing that you find on the front of your passport. Okay. Um, obviously symbolize or symbolizes Ukraine. Yeah. And then I also do have a full sleeve here, which uh, has a, a, a symbol of my city that, of Odessa. It's an anchor. Then I have a bull up here, which is um, like a symbol of Ukraine too. Mm -hmm. Because back in the day, like for plowing fields, they would use bulls, right? Okay. So Excellent. What's that phase, the Odessa Files, that famous movie? Yeah, there's a, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, you should get a wolf, maybe get a wolf tattoo. Yeah, well, that, a wolf pack. So a wolf is my actual is actually my favorite animal. So, so you're the right place. You're playing. And the right a three team. and zero with you and Net, I think. Right. Or two and zero. It's two zero and one. Yeah. Two zero and one, right? Because you're two five and one on this season. Now you have they're undefeated with you between the pipes. Two home games this weekend at Hillside Stadium. Friday five p.m. against Fraser Valley. Saturday four p.m. against Trinity. Yes. Final thoughts. Um, if you guys are available this weekend, uh, please come out and support us because. The support from you actually helps us a lot. Playing at home is much easier when you have a whole stadium behind you. So, which is a big reason why I think that Nationals were won here because of the amazing support that Kamloops. The atmosphere, showed. absolutely. The atmosphere in the final top five I've ever been in Kamloops, maybe the best ever. That that uh, packed day at Hillside Stadium for the Watching final. Watching it on camera it gave me the chills when uh, Domenico scored the final yeah, goal of was, the penalty and then the whole crowd is rushing. Yeah, goosebumps right now. It was amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Okay, thanks a lot. This has been amazing telling your story and it's incredible to have you on the show. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you. you very much for having me. White Rock legend, BC Lions kicker, Sean White. Uh, good to see you, man. Let's go back to camp. You're a hero in Kamloops. Remind us of what happened with your Top Gun experience. <laughs> well, I was driving down the road uh, up by where we were staying there at Thompson Rivers uh, University there, and uh, it was a really hot day just driving by, and I saw a Jeep kind of just, just stuck there right in the middle of a parking lot, and a lady was sitting there. But I didn't think much of it. I'm like, as I started driving away, I'm like, maybe she was stuck. And uh, I'm like, well, if she cut, if she's still there on my way back, I'll, I'll I'll check in. And sure enough, she was still there after about 30 minutes. Just asked her what was going on. She said her tire needed to be changed, and uh, it was she had a flat. So I told Flint Flintoff, who was with me, I'm like, you want to be a hero or not? Let's do this. <laughs> and. Uh, but uh, it was an old Jeep, it was rusty and everything, so it was tough to get the tire off, but we, we got her done and uh, 
and uh, got her home safe. It actually turned into a pretty cool story because it was her son's Jeep and her son had, had passed away and he was a huge football fan and she kind of found all these different ties uh, with it. Have you kept in touch with her or talked to her at all since then? Well, she, she messaged me a few times to just say like, you know, good luck or great game and type of thing like that. But uh, no, I haven't really said much, but the story was incredible afterwards because it was kind of weird. Like how, I, you know, how many times people just drive by somebody and they don't stop. And for some reason in that moment, uh, something told me to stop and, uh, the story afterwards about his son was uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing. I guess that spot where she was was his favorite lookout spot over uh, over Kamloops. So, um, you know, after I changed the tire a few days later, like I can still see the parking lot from where my room was. And she parks the car there just so the car can overlook Kamloops because uh, it was a symbol for her that her son could sit in his Jeep and, and look over that beautiful view of Kamloops. That's wild. That's that a is, cool that's story. That's wild. That's yeah. really wild. Um, so... When you're not playing football, do you have a day job? And what is it if you do that? Because I know some players do, and and then they come back and forth. Yeah, um, for a long time I didn't. Uh, when COVID happened, uh, that's when I got a swift kick of reality in the butt there, where I, I need a backup plan. Um, before football found me, uh, I was going to be a firefighter. My dad was a Delta firefighter for 31 years. My uncle's a Richmond firefighter for 32 years. And it's just kind of been my family and something I've always wanted to do. So when COVID hit, our season got shut down. They said the CFL can never, might not come back from it. So uh, I'm like, okay, well, I got to do what I wanted to do before football. And that was firefighting. So I did all my courses. Uh, I got a job with Dynamic Rescue, which is a technical rescue. Uh, I do rope, uh, high-angle rope rescues and confined space rescue. Uh, uh, I think my body type is fit for the confined space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's great to have on a resume. Uh, I, not, I know not a lot of guys have that on their on the resume. So uh, I started doing that, and I love it. And uh, so that's the job I'll do in my off-season. I go to Dynamic Rescue, and I'm basically I can pick and choose my hours. So for the I can you know work as much as I want so I can also give myself time to train the little that I do. <laughs> Your football resume is is growing right now. 37 of 40 this season, 92.5%. You're not young. You're 37 years old, okay? <laughs> Last year you were 92.3%. So what's the key to aging well? Uh sleep uh lots of sleep. Uh no uh I I compare kicking to being a golfer and I think you get better with age. Uh, you know, it's, as I, uh, you know, as I progressed into my career, I've I found the game slows down a little bit more and more. And I think the biggest thing is uh, when you miss a when you miss a kick in a game, it's really hard to come back and and make the next one. And mentally, I'm stronger because I've I've have failed in my past. When I was a rookie, uh, you know, I, I had my struggles and. Um, I've learned my lessons and you know it's you know Marty how you played sport growing up you, you make that mistake you you know how to fix it now and uh, you can uh, overcome those prob those troubles that you go through as an athlete and uh, you know and also my misses now have become smaller so uh, I think that's kind of what it is uh, I'm just lucky enough to play as long as I have you know I've been cut I've been traded I've been benched uh, you know, I've missed game-winning kicks, but I've uh, I've been lucky enough to have a second chance. Have you ever had a case of the yips in kicking? And if so, how do you overcome that? You know, David Duvall never overcame it in golf. Um, you know, uh, John Lester can't throw to first for you know the pitcher. He has a weird. He just can't do it. Have you ever had the yips kicking? And how do you get over that? Like I still, in a way, kind of get them, and that's when nerves uh, overcome. Uh, you're, you're just, but you got to rely on that um, just way, the way you approach the ball so you know when I go out I still feel nervous but then you got to go into your routine of okay let's I have a set routine with things I, I, I uh, reminders I have in my mind and it's fun to listen to golfers too because golfers are the same thing you know I'm playing my best when I have those two reminders that I need mm -hmm. and then swing aggressive I missed one from 50 a cute couple weeks ago and I was so mad at myself because I tried to get cute with the kick instead of I, I babied the crap out of it I should have just kept my head down swung aggressive and just swing my swing so uh, it does happen like when you get a lot of pressure on you you feel those cameras you feel the the magnitude of everything that's around you and you don't it's not even about me it's about my team i don't want to let my team down so it's very easy to let those nerves get to you and it changes your swing completely it just takes over your body so uh, again with experience and time that i've had i find that those mistakes have 
um, you know, they, they come less frequently. I think after you missed, Folds tried to have you cut, just like he <laughs> tries to have Rick Campbell fired after a, a going down seven points in the first quarter. Well, I've been a fan since I was nine years old in 1977 when Edmonton beat BC 38-1. I was in the hospital. The nurse washed it with me. I bawled my eyes out. I can't stand the lineman mustard. No offense to you. I know you play for them. But I'm a Lions fan through and through, and you get kind of passionate. Too much wine, too much beer. <laughs> When you guys are playing Ottawa there, I almost, my house got damaged. But uh, you came back and it, it was good. So everyone needs a passion. I got, I got, I asked you one question though. Oh, here we go. When are you going to be on one of these? What's, who's that on that? This, concert? this is Dave Dickinson oh. and this is Jason Claremont. And it's, well, it's the, uh, gotta, the good old fashioned lunch, lunch kits here. Got a quarterback and a receiver, yeah. not a kicker. We need, we need a kicker. So you should uh, lobby to get yourself one of these that can hand them out of the game, maybe at the end of the season. It's tough, man. I've been around for what 14, 15 years now, and I'm still the bottom of the totem pole. All right, so you gotta you gotta understand that as a kicker. Yeah. I was gonna say actually, Louis might get one of those. He was around for 25 years. He made 875 field goals. You're at 455 now in year 14. So can you catch Louis? Will you catch Louis? I gotta play for another fifty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, I had a great talk with um, with Wally Bono uh, about a month or two ago, and uh, he's basically my football dad. He found me when I was eighteen, kicking for, with Semi there, and uh, he uh, he's my reference on all my um, you know to to get hired with with the fire department and all that. And he said, he goes, "How's firefighting going?" and all that. I'm like, "It's good. I just." Before I was kind of ready to retire, but with this team and how much fun I'm having, I'm I, and I'm playing good ball still. I don't think I want to retire. And he said, "Do you want my opinion?" I'm like, "Of course I want your opinion." And he goes, "Well, he was like, you play football as long as you possibly can." So cool. Uh, I was with White Rock Fire Department. I kind of told him I need a break for a little bit here because uh, I want to focus on uh, on my team and football, and uh, I just don't want to get hurt because we're we're on a great run right now. I'm playing. A good, I'm having a good season, so. I'm going to take Wally's advice and uh, keep playing as long as I possibly can now. I was going to ask you about the rugby. Uh, you played for Sammy, I played for Marriott, but your kicking, is that where you started to realize that you could kick was through rugby, or did you kick footballs before you got into rugby? Yeah, it was rugby, man. And then uh, a buddy of mine in, I was in the 11th grade, he goes, come play for White Rock. I'm like, no, I'm not going to be a kicker for, for a football team. I was the captain of our rugby team. And, you know, I was playing baseball and hockey, soccer, golf, and tennis. Like, I couldn't keep up with another sport. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, was after I graduated in the 12th grade there, that's when I, my buddy's dad actually showed up, knocked on my door. He said, like, come just play. He's like, if you don't like it, I'll never ask you to play again. So I'm like, okay. I was playing, a, I had a soccer game at Bear Creek Park in Surrey. And the football game was right next to that right after. So I'm like, okay, I'll play my soccer game and zip over and play the football game. And I ended up kicking three field goals. And after the game, uh, Wally Bono came up to me. He's like, you kick like a rugby player, uh, but you have power. So come practice with us. And his son, at Wally Mike Bono, ended up being on the team. But I didn't know that because I never practiced with him. I just showed up for the game. So it was right spot, right time, complete fluke. Wow. And uh, just kind of rolled with it. That's wild. 14 years in the league now. A chance to finish it off at home. Your mom and dad too. I love this. We talked and you talked about Pat and Tom. They get their own suite, basically, uh, popcorn and beer. I mean, what do you make how it's all played out? Just kind of like a fairy tale scenario where your parents get to come watch you in BC and watch you kick. Well, I've always I've always wanted to come back home and and uh, play for my home team. And even when I won the Grey Cup in '15, I obviously I, I'm so lucky and honored to ever win a Grey Cup. It's a very uh, you know that's tough to win. So. Uh, but a part of me was like, man, I really wish this was with the BC Lions. I just wish it was I was at home winning this in front of my, you know, my friends and family. But to come home now and be on the team that I'm on, I feel so lucky. And then, like I've said before, I look up at their suite. I can see the popcorn hitting my dad's face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, they're so happy because they got their spot there. My dad has his his big screen in front of him he's got his team 1040 in his ear he's got the big screen in front of him like the big jumbotron and the field so he's got so much stuff to look at and then my mom has her private bathroom she can go hide in whenever <laughs> <I'm up there>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's awesome man it's so much fun and i know they're having so much fun as long as my mom and dad because they've sacrificed so much for me there's no chance in in hell i could ever play for this long if I didn't have the support system and the mom and dad that I have because the amount that they've done for me is amazing and I just want I want them to enjoy every moment I have left 
uh, playing professional football. You're on a one-year deal right now? Two. Two? So I got next year okay, well. you got next year too. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. You getting married still this December? Yeah, uh, December 12th in Tulum, Mexico. It's it's going down. So we're going down for seven nights. And again, my parents don't do much. They've always given me everything. So uh, I'm so happy they can go on a vacation. It's just my my best buds, uh, my closest friends, and uh, my immediate family. So it's just about 30, 35 people. Uh, it should be a good time. Uh, I just can't wait to uh, to actually go on a vacation with my mom and dad because uh, I've never really had uh, the opportunity to do that. And playing football for the last 15 years, I don't really ever have a summer either. So it's kind of like a summer vacay in, in December. Right on. Well, maybe you'll have a, a ring to wear, two rings to wear. Yeah, at maybe, that point. Yeah, maybe you have another ring in there after November. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, man. Any final thoughts? No, thank you for having me. Uh, anytime uh, you guys want me on the show, I'd love to be here. Right on. Good luck. We this should make it, we should make it regular Whitey Wednesdays. Once Whitey a month. Wednesdays. Once a month, once Whitey a month, Wednesdays. Yes, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. thanks a lot, Sean. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. You too. Volkswagen. Don't you remember that from Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. You know I don't. Pull over! Pull over! No, it's, it's a, a car again. again. But thanks! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is actually insane because this guy, I used to watch him on TV all the time. Sean White? Yeah, he put, when he played for the Alouettes. That's right. Alouettes? He was, my, he was my favorite kicker. Alouettes and then the Eskimos and then here. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Hey. Alouettes, kicker. Whitey Wednesdays. <laughs> Whitey <laughs> Wednesdays. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm the sporty Mike, just so you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can wrap the show? Yeah. Anything? Oh, Thoughts? It's great talking to talking to Sean White from God's team. It was fantastic, and uh, and uh, of course, Svetic. Unreal. Yeah. Really good interview. We we'll turn that into a story for the newspaper. Yeah, we're going yeah. to. It's very good. Uh, I uh, couldn't very... help but notice when you pulled out your lunchbox, like my uh, my dog does. You piddled on the floor a little bit. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Still <in> open. <laughs> Just really excited. <laughs> I have a bunch of these there. I got a whole shrine to the lions at home. But uh, no, a very good, very good show. Very interesting. Um, uh, g- g- good, a good reminder. You know that the stuff we complain about, we really shouldn't be complaining about because everything is relative. We live in this bubble where we don't realize how. Well, how I, I think too, like we covered it pretty heavy when it first started the you know the invasion and then mm-hmm. the war, and then it's not like we've forgotten about it, but it hasn't been it's as like prevalent. Every, it's like everything; it just you know in our in our minds. So to have somebody on yeah. to kind of bring you to the the front lines, yeah, that's good. impactful. It's important. Yeah, a, a memorable uh, memorable one for me for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one one zero. We can't do the show without our sponsors, can we? No. <laughs> McDonald's. No, we Randy Seacon at McDonald's. We thank you so much. You've been with us for a long time, just like Gord Stevens, Steve Rogers from Gorge Appliance and Mattress Center. More than a year, probably almost two years now, mm-hmm. they've been supporting our show. We can't do it without them. And Terry, low, 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 low rates at Volkswagen. Get your 2024 SUVs are in stock now and your electric vehicles. They have been selling. They've been yeah, selling they because been. of us. Us. Yeah, that's what yeah. Terry said. Absolutely. Not just because of his low, not L-O-W-E rates, but his low rates. I would say 90% of the sales are due to us. Due Probably us, yeah. 90%. Yeah. And we don't even get a commission because that's our altruism coming through. <laughs> just want to help. Just want to make a few friends. We got more than 450 subscribers, almost 460 now. So thank you to the last week click. If you want to subscribe to our show, do so on YouTube. If you want and podcast. If you want to sponsor our show, email klw at canloopsthisweek.com. There's room for you too. For Christopher, for Svetic, not for Bill. He's in the desert. The desert. <laughs> for Magic Mike, I'm Marty. We'll see you last week. Last week.